0: Okay, welcome back to podcast number two on Byron's World. This week we are joined by Max. How are you today, sunshine? Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very good. Very good. I'm very good, very good. A little bit tired after watching the boxing last night where my man Ruiz Jr. managed to knock out Anthony Joshua and confirm what I've been seeing. I've been saying for years that Joshua is overhyped, and last night when he got hit by Ruiz, it was like a, it was like a rabbit in the headlights. I know you didn't stay up, did you? But
1: Man, I didn't. I didn't stay up. I mean, I've had a I've had a quick glance at the highlights this morning, just mainly because I couldn't quite believe that he got beat by a standing. But um, fair play to the geezer. Yeah, he he. After that first hit, that first down. He did not look comfortable after he got back up. Not for, not at all.
0: But that's why that's why I respect um, Ruiz a little bit more because everybody. I mean, he took the he took the fight on five weeks, five weeks notice because Miller was obviously a druggie. Um, yeah. And everyone, everyone's slagging him off, saying, "Oh, the fat man, he's a fat man." Blah 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 blah. And then he goes and does that. Unbelievable. The first heavy, uh Mexican heavyweight champion ever in boxing. I know,
1: I know, mental to, okay. to go and to go and take three belts off Joshua on five weeks notice. Mate, unreal. Unreal.
0: Money down the drain. It just shows that he couldn't do it in the States. But somebody who could do it in the States was you, my friend. So today we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna start the Traveller's Tale series, um, because Max actually Went and did Camp America, which a few people will know about. Um, but yeah, uh, how me and Max met—it was before he did Camp America. Me and Max well, met. It was in, in a time a long, long
1: time ago in a sunny, distant land. 2015, <laughs> four years
0: summer, ago. F-
1: summer 14 or 15? I do uh, fif- yeah, fifteen. I think. No, four. I don't know. Fourteen or fifteen, they were all a bit of a blur.
0: <laughs> when I when I actually met Max, I thought he looked he looks a bit different to what he did. No, he don't, didn't have the beard or anything. I've got a nice, I've you've, got a
1: nice, wise beard. You've Good matured.
0: You've matured very very well. Matured like I, a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> but when I met you, I always I'll never forget. I said to you, "You remind me of Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons," and then you looked at me and said. Well, if I'm Ralph Wiggum... Well, if I'm Ralph, you're Chief (laughs) Chief Wiggum. So then you started calling me dad, didn't you? And I started calling you son. It was all fun and games. And uh, yeah, we had a laugh with it. And then we took it to the next level. We got very pissed up one night in the Viking. Hold tight, the Viking. In Sunny Beach in Bulgaria. And yeah, Max went to the tattoo studio and what did you get?
1: I got probably the worst tattoo that I've got, without a shadow of a doubt. But also the funniest. Uh, Byron is my dad, tattooed as a nice sort of tramp stamp across my
0: hip. <laughs> and anybody, anybody watching visually, we're going to get the image of that up now. There we you go. You want me to, you so want me to get the tattoo? Oh, you've got it. As if you've got no, it. No, you're gonna, you're gonna send me a picture after the pod. Now I'm gonna edit it in. Ah, oh, and anybody anybody it's listening it's on, on Spotify um, or on Apple podcast, then head over to YouTube if you'd like to see that. So today, we're going to talk about your trip to America. How, how long ago was this? What year, what year did you do? Did you do the Camp America? So Camp
1: America was not last summer. The summer before. So what are we in now? So 2017. Yes, yeah, summer
0: 2017. And what what made you want to want to do Camp America? I mean, I've seen things around, um, you know, around the, the internet, Facebook, uh, different people doing it. But what made you want to?
1: I mean, for me. Camp was, I was in a position where I didn't really, I wasn't I wasn't working at home, I I was doing bits and bobs, a bit of freelance stuff, Um. I just split up with an ex not long before going, and one of them things you, where well, you'll know, you split up with someone, you just want to get away, go and get out of that headspace, and then go and do something different. I was teaching and doing a bit of teaching, some sport in schools, doing some freelance stuff, and I just thought it popped up Camp America. I thought, yeah, do you know what? Something I've always been keen on doing. Let's just apply and see what happens. Um, and like two weeks later, I had I'd got the job at one of the most prestigious camps in America, and I was applying for my visa.
0: What's the application, the application process like when you're doing something like Camp America? Like, do you have to apply for a specific job? when so, when I mean, you're going I, out there
1: I mean or... I I went I went through a company called Camp Leaders so it's say similar story to Camp America or AmeriCamp or whatever there's a few there's quite a few that do it um but it was yeah really that like, really easy um you literally apply online you pay like a nominal fee and then that starts the process and gets your profile built you build your profile and then from there you just go into like a big, bit like a, I guess like a, like a big file, and every camp in America can see you, see your file, and then they pick you for what your skills are good at. So I obviously mentioned working with kids, teaching a bit of golf, teaching a bit of football, um, and got approached by said camp, and that's, that's, that's sort of how it starts and how the application process goes.
0: And then you've got to sort out your visa and all that. Yeah. All that jazz then, as well
1: yeah so then you're on to visas and flights and whatever else you need I mean the guys that you apply through so like camp leaders or camp America they are very helpful with that um, and that's obviously what you pay them for is to help get you into a decent camp get you out there um, they if you want to they'll sort your flights for you or you can do it yourself um, but yeah no it like it's a pretty easy process uh, the visa the visa bit's probably the longest bit you have to go for a little interview in London at the at the uh, embassy but other than that it's not too bad
0: so after applying you've got the you know you've got your you've got your job sorted and everything whereabouts whereabouts in america then did you fly to whereabouts in america was you working
1: so i was working in upstate new york in a place called warrensburg which is just north of albany uh up in the adirondack mountains um camp called camp echo lake Really nice camp, uh, fly into New York. I spent like four or five days in New York with a few of the other guys that were going up to camp that year. So went to a Yankees game, went into town, went on a few bars, just experienced Manhattan, just experienced New York, and then headed up to camp on a, on a, on a mega bus for four and a half hours. Uh, to Albany, greeted by some of the campers and the staff that picked us up in a, in a, what, what, what the Americans call a minivan, or what we probably refer to as a, a big old Chrysler <laughs> and, um, or a, oh, a mum wagon. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately I didn't have air conditioning and it was rather hot. So it was a, w- a warm way to start, but yeah, really, really good. Easy to get out there. Like, got to see New York City, which was awesome. And then, Headed up to camp for a pretty unforgettable summer.
0: When when you was in the camp, the other the other guys who was doing the camp with you, what nationalities was you was was you mixed in with? Was it a lot of Brits? So yeah, I'd say
1: you, you, you're probably like eighty percent of Brits. Like I think camp camping America is definitely something that's sold as you've got international staff. Your international staff are a big a big point in in like kid campers' lives. So, yeah, definitely a lot of Brits, but also lots, lots, lots of others. Like you, you had lots of Americans, few Canadians, a couple of Australians, a couple of Kiwis. So they're, they're people from all over. But I would say majority of staff were your English, Irish, Scottish,
0: Welsh. Did you just integrate with everyone, or was you just sticking with the British clique? Or if
1: I'm honest, like I don't. The staff was a little bit clicky, but not to a big deal. You sort of had your staff. So you that you stuck with on your days off. So you you had days off. You either had Wednesday and Thursday off, or you had Friday and Saturday off. Um, and you used to go away for the evening and rent a house somewhere or go to a motel, etc. So it wasn't. Uh, it was more a case of you stuck with the guys you were on day off with. But when you're in camp, it's such a social sociable place, and you're not allowed any technology. You're not allowed your phones. You're not allowed anything like that. So you just you're forced to talk to
0: people. <laughs> You're not allowed no phones, no phones. No, no the kids, iPads, the kids, no kids.
1: Kid, so you, the staff, you had your phones and stuff, but they had to be locked away, and you could have them at night after the kids had all gone to bed. Um, but they had to be locked away before you went to bed, so you didn't, you could obviously couldn't take them back to the bunks and stuff because obviously you stay in the bunk with the kids. Um,
0: <laughs> that sounded a bit dodgy, mate.
1: <laughs> and uh, it's a little I mean if you say it like that it's a little bit but yeah so like camp is like you've got all the bunks um so you've got like, like 12 bunk beds yeah so you'll have all the kids sleep on the bottom bunk and then there's four like on normal beds and then there's four bunk beds in the corner and you've got the staff on the bunk beds right so like so that's why obviously you're not allowed phones you're not allowed any sort of like camera devices anything like that because obviously then places the child at risk if uh, if you're a nonce um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's, it's i mean it's it's a funny it's a funny old place it's a weird but yeah the kids i mean kids don't have no technology for seven weeks
0: it's Jesus a really nice old... did you have any <laughs> surprising this day and age that kids are actually doing that it was it just american i'm taking it was just american kids Pretty much all American kids. I think we we,
1: there were like two international kids that like they come over from uh, China for it. Yeah, but like camp camp is expensive. Camp is really expensive. It's like the camp I was at was like fifteen grand a summer minimum.
0: Jesus, how long does it run for?
1: Seven weeks. Fifteen. Seven weeks. Fifteen grand. Seven weeks. The kids are there all day, every day, and overnight for seven
0: weeks. But these just rich kids. Well. Yeah, yeah, they were—they're yeah, well, they're, they're
1: very, very well-off families. Things like your lawyers and your, your bankers from New York, stuff like that.
0: How was the reception from the uh, from the locals with you being British? How was you received over there? Was the
1: camp was at camps are really camps like where we were? Camp was like a pillar of that, like area. So like you really well like got on really well with like locals in the sort of village we were at. Um, but when we went when we went on days off. Yeah, I mean I I didn't I have found no hostility from anyone. I think the Americans generally are really welcoming. Yeah. Um I mean for in like there's a really good example. When I went, so when I arrived in New York, um I had a couple of days in an Airbnb with some of the guys that were heading up to camp. And they were actually heading up heading up to camp a day early than me and one of the other lads. So we we went and got a hotel. He went off into town. And I said, "Well, I'm going to go go watch a Yankees game." So I plodded off into into New York without a clue to where I was going. Saw saw two people in a in like Yankees Yankees jerseys. Just thought, right, I'm gonna follow them till I get to the gap, till I get to the ground. Got there, went in, got my got my seat. Wherever I sat there, rang rang my mate, Facetimed him just to show him the ground because it's it's unreal. Um, and the guys next to me turned around and went, oh, you, are you from England? This typical American thing, are you from England? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, sport. Are you, are you from England? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just over, like, I head up to summer cancer tomorrow. Well, believe me, this was where the weirdest day started. So I ended up drinking and eating all day with these, like, seven proper Americans from the Bronx, hardcore Yankees fans that just – seven hours in the sun like six seven hours in the sunshine just watching the baseball just plied me with beer and Philly cheesesteak sandwiches and (laughs) just whatever like didn't pay a penny for anything and i was chatting away and then this other two this guy and his son that um that sat next to me the other side Started talking to me as well, like they're like, oh, so where are you from? Just like getting to know them, just just so friendly, so so friendly. And uh, they're like, so what are you up to after the game? I was like, oh, I'm just gonna sort of head back to the hotel, probably grab some grab some sleep, and maybe find somewhere to go eat. And they were like, no, 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 we're having none of that. We'll take you into the Bronx for some dinner. We'll show you show you how New Yorkers really do it. And I was like, okay. So finish the baseball finishes. I say bye to this group of seven lads that were just that just been so so fucking good to me, and then go off with this guy and his son. They take me into this awesome little old American sort of burger, burger, dirty burger joint. We uh we have some dinner, a couple of beers. The bill comes. I went to pay. I wanted to pay for all of it. Yeah. Guy was like, "No, not a chance. You're, you're, in, you're a guest in New York. It's on us." Is... So I've, not, I've been plied with beer and food all day at the baseball. I've then been bought dinner by these two Americans that were absolutely lovely. Both follow me on Instagram now. I've Chat to them every now and again. Really nice guys. Um, and I was like, "Right, well, they pointed, they dropped me off at where the station. I needed to get back to my hotel. Perfect." And I thought, just sat there on the train and thought, "What a day." <laughs> then, then sort of realised I didn't know what where I was going. So saw these two girls in Yankees, sort of Yankees gear, um, and just sort of thought I need to ask someone where on earth I'm getting off the train. So I said, so I literally said, Oh, excuse me. Do you know, like, do you have any idea where this this street is, or where I need to get off this street?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, we're getting off at that stop. Just get off with us, and we'll point you in the right direction." I was like, oh, like amazing. Anyway, I get chatting to these two, two uh, American girls, and we, um, I ended up going up, going out for drinks with them until like five o'clock in the morning, and my mega bus up to camp was <laughs> at five thirty. I never stayed in my hotel room. Jesus. So I, I paid for a hotel room. I literally dropped my stuff off.
0: This is all on your own as well.
1: All on my own, literally, just explore New York. Sorry, I've got Sorry, I've got my future mother-in-law showing me the dress that she's bought to wear to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, all by myself in New York. Just I went out exploring for the day and I just must have bumped into the three nicest groups of New Yorkers because they just took me under their wing and showed me just an amazing day, amazing night, and yeah, never even stayed in my hotel room. I went back to the hotel, picked my bags up, and went. Went and got went and got a bus up to
0: camp. I bet you looked well then, didn't you? When you rocked up to camp, you must have still um, been hanging. It was like a angry. four and a four
1: and a half hour coach journey. So, put it this way, I was asleep within about three and a half seconds of sitting down.
0: Yeah, but you must have stunk. Oh no, I had Stay a shower. At the ho- I,
1: I had a shower at the hotel. I literally got in, washed, and then left but it was a uh, it was a good yeah it was a good day good so, really good day
0: so the new yorkers in general are good with the british yeah
1: the ones i met i didn't meet any that weren't <laughs> exceptionally welcoming they were very nice people well the, they were very nice to me
0: the father and son and the uh, the two ladies which leads me to what another question i wanted to ask the women in america I've seen, I've seen a lot of things online that when British lads go over there, they're like, "Oh my god, you're from England? Whereabouts are you from? Are you from London?" Oh my god, you <laughs> we support West Ham United? We love the hammers. Well,
1: I mean, is I it would, like that? What I would say is <clears throat> the the latter part of my my adventure on that day in New York sort of can clarify for you that obviously I met those two <laughs> girls on on the train. I obviously just spoke to them to ask for directions. As soon as they knew I was English, in their heads I was already out with them all night having a drink. (laughs) Yeah. So like, yeah, like they love the accent, don't really know why. Um but yeah, they But yeah, they're lovely. They're all lovely. They're all really nice. Like all the all the Americans that I met were all really, really lovely.
0: That's good. Food over there. The
1: food at camp. Dreadful. Dreadful.
0: But in New York in general, good?
1: Yeah, like, I mean, we uh, we ate quite well, um, not at camp, but when we were off camp. I would say that, yeah, the food is good. It, it's what I'd say is your typical American, what you think American food to be, like big portions, lots of salt. Is it really? <laughs> like, yeah, but, like, it's, ni- it's nice food, but, like, yeah, I, w- I, I wouldn't say it's out of this world, but, like, when when the guys that took the father and son took me for dinner in the Bronx, we went to like this little proper dirty burger bar and had little slider burgers and beers and whatever. Like so nice. Really, really nice. Yeah. But I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say like the food out of this world. Wings, wings is one thing they do really fucking good.
0: Do you prefer the food here in the UK?
1: Um, I just like food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat kid. I'm a fat kid at heart. I just like food. Um yeah, I like I like my good home cooked Sunday roast, my traditional English food. I think they 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 do a few things differently. They can't do a cooked breakfast, they don't do bacon properly, they don't do chocolate properly. <laughs> but they uh, they've taken a few things and ruined it, but they've also chicken wings. Buffalo chicken wings.
0: Wow. <laughs> I tell you what they have I'll tell you what they have took and ruined it. Our bloody language lingo difference Ooh. so the difference between languages like if you was over there and said to them for example there's a fag on the pavement that translate to queen's english there's a cigarette on the side yeah. of the road but they'd think there's a <laughs> there's a homosexual person on the
1: yeah, I mean, I, the lang- I, I'd say language, I don't think there's like language barrier is not so bad. They just don't get, they don't get some of our slang and they don't and like sarcasm. Don't sarcasm. Sarcasm is absolutely Jeez. wasted. Absolutely wasted. Sarcasm, they haven't got a clue. Slang, they haven't got a clue they struggled with a few people with accents. So we had a couple people from up in Scotland and they struggled, like just understanding them. But then again, they're oh, yeah. Scottish.
0: Oh my God, where are you from London? Fucking no one from Aberdeen. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exactly that. Exactly that. Um, I took to starting just telling people I was from London just because it was easier to than explain to them where on earth Milton Keynes was. Um, but they are—they're
0: all right. So they could understand you relatively clear, then, yeah. Yeah, they—they
1: they just yeah, certain things you just had to clarify what on earth you meant.
0: <laughs> yeah, the humour's just—it's nowhere near British humour, in my opinion. Their their jokes yeah. are very straight to the point and. I don't know when I'm watching when I'm watching like American TV series like Friends for example. Some people might slate me in the comments for this, but I I never really thought Friends well, was not that some people. Funny? Some
1: people aren't gonna say I'm about to slate you. You don't like Friends?
0: No, it's just the old the all you know the automated clapping, the automated audience <sighs> uh, laughs on cue. I I just don't get it, and I think the Americans. Well, it was the Americans. The the whole. Uh, the old clap on cue thing. I just, you know, it's like you're meant to laugh. If you're watching a program and they're clapping on, you know, the clapping on cue, that's your cue to laugh. So that's like the the, the program yeah, saying telling, to you Yeah, they're, 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 they're telling you to you when laugh. But I don't, I don't like that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. I mean, I, I, to be fair, I found that the the guys at the, the Americans at camp definitely got English humour a lot better than other Americans. Mainly because I think because they work with internationals all, yeah. every year. So they've been around it. But like definitely some of them didn't understand the way we spoke to each the way we spoke to each other. So like I <laughs> like was teaching, shit pretty
0: much. <laughs> yeah but like yeah basically you know Mocking like, each roll you know, of like time.
1: yeah, you know like you just like with your mates you just absolutely terrorise your pals. Yeah.
0: Um
1: and like so i worked with a lad called Callum on uh, as a golf instructor and he he'd, he'd he'd get up in the morning and we'd meet up in like the staff area but he'd just say all right all right mate you little fucker and I'd tell him I go shut up, you big fat prick
0: <laughs> but like
1: with us we know we're we bantering we're having a laugh we don't care that's our way of saying good morning mate you are alright <laughs> <laughs> and they just didn't
0: Oh my god, did you <laughs> hear what Max it? just yeah. said to Kelly? They, yeah, they, they just called didn't. him a big fat prick. <laughs> Call the local yeah. newspaper. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like they just that, that sort of stuff, they didn't get the way you just sort of terrorise each other. Um But yeah, they were pretty good. They they sort of got our humour, but then they've been working with internationals and stuff, so it's a bit more Yeah. They so used the, to it a little bit. They're used
0: to people calling like, Good morning, you prick. Do you know yeah. I mean, that's that's normal over here, though, isn't it? I think that was yeah. that was similar when we was in when we was in like Bulgaria. Like certain nationalities, they couldn't they couldn't like figure out what we was doing when we was just giving each other shit. And a lot of people took a lot of people who aren't from the UK. They do take it to art as well. You know, when you try having yeah, a bit of laugh with them, yeah, they, and they You know, they perceive it the wrong way, which is a shame. yeah. You do well, have to you've I you've got to explain yourself. Up yeah
1: yeah I did find myself sort of having to think about who I was saying it to because just in case they didn't take it quite in the way
0: it was meant I think the closest thing to us are the Aussies aren't they I know it's, there's I a think, lot of dissent I think they're okay, worse but well yeah probably than you can't do you remember know I mean? yeah literally <laughs> I, lived with, I lived with an Aussie when
1: I lived in Barcelona and they we'll, uh... they're a funny bunch
0: can get you on for Barcelona a bit down the line, can't we? <laughs> Barcelona. Right. Da, 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 da. So, you, your average day at work out there, you wake up, what happens?
1: Well, I mean, I did everything I could to do as little as possible, but your general average day at work, so you get up, you get the kids out of bed, you get them to breakfast for about 8 o'clock, so you meet in the, in the, in the in the breakfast hall, have your breakfast, I then used to skirt off to go get the area ready for golf for campers for that day. Uh, the kids would then stay with the group. They'd get there, they'd find out what their activities for the day were, and then they'd be off on their day. So you'd have certain staff that would stay with the group all day and go around to each activity. So there was obviously you had a lot of activities on on camp. So things like I don't know golf, sailing, football, rock climbing archery whatever it is um, and and they just go around and do their activities for the day um, but because I was a specialist in my sport I just stayed
0: at golf and the campers came to me so it was just golf you was teaching throughout yeah just golf just golf lovely and I forgot to ask before was you you was 21 whilst you were out there right so you was at a legal age to drink
1: yeah yeah. Yeah, I I I had always wanted to go to camp, but I always said I wasn't going to go until I turned 21 because I wanted to be able to enjoy everything. Yeah,
0: experience. I didn't
1: yeah. I didn't want to have to not be able to go, not be able to go out in town or not be able to do certain things because I wasn't 21.
0: Yes. Yeah. The nightlife but, the nightlife in general, how did you find that around New York? All I can picture. I've never been to America, so I've never been to New York. But I used to watch How I Met You. How I Met Your Mother. Obviously, that yeah. was that was set in New York. Lots of bars like that. Is it? Is it? Is that how it is?
1: Yeah, there are lots of bars like that. I mean, I I didn't really venture into like proper clubby clubs. Is what I'd say, we spent a lot of time drinking in. In sort of bars that turned into clubs, we spent a lot of time in karaoke bars, which was quite funny. Um, we spent a lot of time in the motels, pre-drinking and then heading into town to find a bar. But I would say definitely it's more of a bar culture as opposed to a club culture. Yeah. So like your your bars your bars at 11 o'clock they'll clear a bit of space and there'll be a bit of a dance floor the music will be turned up but it's still a bar yeah um but it was wicked yeah like really really good we we spent a lot of time in a place called lake george look it up it's good um uh the lake lake george lake george beach house was probably the place that we we spent the most time yeah
0: what about drink prices um Beer in general, was you just drinking like your stereotypical American beers, like Bud Light and stuff like that, or?
1: Um,
0: <clears throat> and do you remember how much, how much you was paying, you know, for a pint I would, it? I
1: would, no, I would say the beers were probably similar price to home. Like, I wouldn't say there was much difference. Certain beers were cheaper. Uh, we drank a lot, a lot of Blue Moon, a lot of Bud Light, a lot of Coors Light, and then a lot of the local beers to where we were. But generally, I would say, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was like I wouldn't say the prices. I didn't. I didn't sit there and go, "Wow, they're expensive," or "Wow, they're cheap." I'd have just said it was like paying for a normal beer.
0: Was their drinking culture similar to ours or not? I mean, we've got binge Britain, and uh, to be honest, I, mean, with you, I, I don't I, think that's I would that's say I didn't. Change, I would say
1: but... I, I didn't really see that side of things because. When I went out on days off, we were all out to go and get plastered and it was all international staff and a few Americans, a few Canadians, a couple of Aussies. We all got involved. We got, I mean, we got stuck in big time. So like, <laughs> like chaotic, mate. It was chaotic. But I, so I, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I just wouldn't, I didn't see that side of the drinking culture from the
0: American side of things. Um, no one can drink like us. Was they behaving different though? What I mean is, like the you, American you,
1: staff you, or the
0: no. Say I, I think over there it's similar to like Denmark. They they drink on they can they can drink on shift, can't they? the bartenders and everything over there, which which we don't have here. I mean, like your average, say your average your average bloke who goes on yeah. night out, who you seen who was who was pissed up, tanked up, was he behaving like somebody who was pissed up uh, from the? No, UK? I
1: would say that obviously we we bought the uh, we bought the. Um, the level down a little bit of course we did with brits
0: yeah because you respect it you, you wasn't you wasn't behaving like you would if you was that pissed up in the uk uh
1: <laughs> no i don't i wouldn't have said so i would have said everyone was everyone was fairly respectful in the way they acted generally speaking mainly because it was we're in a community that everyone knew that we were from camp yeah um and if it got back to camp that we were, had done something outrageous or not, not outrageous, like there was plenty of things that happened that you think Jesus Christ, but, and there's some stories to tell, but like, if it got back to camp that we did something that was probably across the line or a bit like wrong. Yeah. We'd have just lost our job. Like, we, even though we were out in the town and we were on day off, we still had to bear in mind we were sort of representing camp.
0: Did you have um did you have any run ins while you're out there with any locals? Anyone giving you you know giving you a bit of grief? Well, I, got run- of I
1: had a, I had one run in with the police.
0: Go on. Enlighten me. Oh, honestly, this is, this is a good one. So
1: why so their way they insure their cars out there is a little bit different. They ensure the they insure the car, not the person. Right. So once the car's insured
0: Anyone can drive anyone
1: it. anyone with a licence can drive it. Right. So on days off, the local staff would let the international staff use their cars. Yeah. Um, so that we could drive to destinations where we'd rented a house or where the motel was, etc. Um, or whatever. We could just go do whatever we were doing on a day off. So I uh, I was I was the designated driver every week for our group because I was the only one in my group that had a license. Yeah. And also because I'd driven abroad before on the wrong side of the road. So it was fine, no problem. anyway. So, we were driving this American Girls car, one of the worst cars I've ever driven, pretty sure. It? it was a Honda Civic, but like a, a saloon Honda Civic sport. It was awful. It was an automatic. It was the worst car. Honestly, the gearbox was, felt like it had been driven by Colin McRae for about 30 years. <laughs> it was, it was battered, like, worst gearbox I've ever driven. Just awful. Like, it would get up to like six and a half thousand revs and I just sat there pushing the accelerator waiting for it to just click into gear. <laughs> like, just bad. But yeah, so we were driving that through um, Warrensburg town and we'd get to a set of traffic lights and there was a geezer just like, like just really, really far up my arms. I just thought, what is going on here? Anyway, he swung around me as we got to the traffic lights and just and a massive, massive pickup, like American traditional pickup. He just swerved in front of me diagonally stopped pointed out the window and said you pull
0: over how many how many, how many of you were in the car at this time
1: five of us
0: <clears throat> right And
1: I, so, so he's gone so I pointed at me and went what in there like into the label, and he said yeah I looked at my mate and I've gone what the what on earth do I do here
0: was he American and he got, your friend like, yeah
1: he was a Amer- no 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 my friend was Irish and I had I had it was me one was Irish one was a Kiwi One was another one was Irish and one was Scottish, so we had a real mix in the car. But either way, so pull and the guy said pull over. And I looked at looked at my mate in the front seat and said, I don't want to pull over. I don't know who that bloke is. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Traffic lights turned green, he pulled into the lay by, I just put my foot down. Booted it it up onto the freeway. I was doing about hundred and sixty down the freeway.
0: Is the limits on the freeway out there? Or? Yeah,
1: limits. I think the limit was 100. I was, I was doing 60 over the speed limit. I was booting it, weaving in and out of traffic just to get away from this geezer because we didn't know who he was. and But he had a police badge as well. So I was like, just booted it, got down the freeway, jumped off at the next junction, pulled into this big uh, like shopping mall where the cinema was, parked up, locked the car, went to the cinema. Thought, like, thought nothing else of it. Come back out of the cinema... Get a phone call. It was the girl's dad. So the girl we were borrowing the car off. Ah. He thought we'd nicked the car. Right. But he was the county sheriff.
0: Oh shit.
1: <laughs> so he apparently he had Warrensburg County Police out looking for his daughter's car. Oh, no. And we were sat in the cinema watching Spider Man. <laughs> and was... I, the mad thing is, I drove it back to camp, pulled up at camp, parked up, unpacked. She'd she'd had her dad on the phone telling her someone had stolen her car.
0: <laughs> and what? So she just explained to her dad like, "Look, I'm just a no. friend."
1: Or she what? Well, she couldn't tell her dad that she'd let someone use her car. No. otherwise, otherwise, her car would be taken off her. So, so she had to go along with it.
0: <laughs> so you just got away with it.
1: You just got just off. Got, it? Just got away with it. Yeah, just got away with it. Jesus. But yeah, honestly, that was scary. He was a big American with a police badge in a pickup that was like as big as some people's house. <laughs> and I just f- just put my foot down and hoped to God that the gearbox changed gear when I needed it to. And it did. Yeah. And, yeah, you got and We got to
0: go we, see Spider-Man.
1: And we, and we got to watch Spider-Man and it was all, all, all fun and games.
0: <laughs> was yeah, it running for your head whilst you he was in
1: the cinema? Like Who the fuck was that guy? We couldn't work out. We were sat there thinking like, who, on earth, who could that be? And actually one of the lads did say, I wonder if it is... Um, this girl's dad, because we did know that he was a policeman, and obviously she was quite local to the area. And I thought, I wonder if it is her dad. Obviously, it turned out it was, yeah. <laughs> but no, it wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't one of a. It was a. It was a bit of a hairy moment.
0: Money wise, out there, how much? How much was you spending? Like, I mean, the camp couldn't have been cheap.
1: No. So, like, what I would say is like in the same way that I said sunny, sunny Beach you earn enough to see yourself through you yeah. don't earn any but you don't earn any money to bring back yeah. so we i earn enough money each week to fund my nights out to do some exploring on days off to go do go to the cinema or do whatever yeah uh, that that's what it was your you, you, your work paid for your paid for your fun basically
0: yeah but in terms of um, like the camp how much did that cost to get you out there oh I think it cost
1: me in total like
0: about 1200 quid yeah
1: yeah once I paid the fees to camp leaders paid for my flights is that
0: what you did for like, as well yeah accommodation what? is that with your accommodation and everything
1: well yeah we, you live at the camp
0: so that's for 7 weeks
1: yeah you live at the camp for 7 that's weeks
0: that's not too bad though is it 1200
1: no it's not too deadly like it's not it's fine, like it doesn't cost. I'm not gonna say it costs a fortune. That's your accommodation for seven weeks, and then you get paid. So you probably you probably cover your costs and pay your money from camp.
0: And was you getting paid week uh, weekly whilst you were out there? Yeah,
1: paid weekly. So they set you up. You get a social security number when you get there. They set you up with an American bank account,
0: and then yeah. they just pay. That
1: they, they, you get a deb, You get like a debit card for it, and then they just pay you into that.
0: That's oh, decent, mate. It's decent. Yeah,
1: so that's good. That good. That highly recommend doing it for anyone like i obviously camp has played a big part in the next sort of next chapter of my life so i got fond memories
0: yeah so it was it was it all that it was cracked up to be did you did you get the experience that you felt you was going to get before and which what you signed up for and would you so recommend? So i would say i would say
1: part of it yes part of it no like obviously for me, I'd rec- I'd highly recommend anyone to go and do camp. Like it's a really really good experience. Um, obviously for me, camp has turned out to be one of the best things I ever did because obviously I'm now marrying. We'll get onto some- that. Someone that I met there. So camp is camp holds a special place to me. I probably didn't. Treat camping maybe the way people should I went out there to have fun and have a bit of an adventure
0: Um, was you in was you in Bulgaria Mark
1: uh, on days off I was (laughs) but like like mate actually i tell you this so the first day I rocked up at camp this lad walked up to me and goes I know you and I went I've never met you in my life mate sorry like not sure who you are but nice to meet you anyway and he goes no 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 I know you and I went oh, mate I don't honestly if I've met you before I've forgotten you but like not
0: in a rude way like I just don't yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and he go, and he went oh no I definitely know you let me figure it out and I'll tell you but two hours later he goes did you work in sunny beach no and I, and I went yeah I did work in sunny beach why he goes that's where I know you from and he I'd sold him and his mates tickets for the whole week no, in way. Sunny Beach, and it's an English I, lad, yeah. Uh, yeah, from, he's from Liverpool. But he, he showed me messages between him, no, so it's from his mate and me, organizing when to meet them in Sunny Beach to, to pick up their tickets. Wow. Um, and there was pictures of me and him like dancing on the bar in Viking.
0: It's a small world, isn't it?
1: Small world. So, but he literally walked on and went, I know you, and I went, nah, I don't know who you are. But now he's <laughs> right now, he's one of my pals, he's coming to the wedding, just like. Yeah, but like I think you meet camp in Bulgaria. That if uh, Sunny Beach definitely shares some similarities in the way that you meet people that you you make connections with. You you spend that time with them. You live in co- such close proximity that they become like family for the summer. Yeah. Um. And like you'll know, you've got pals from pals from Sunny Beach that maybe you don't talk to as much as you'd like to, or maybe you don't get to see them as often as you could, but. You still know, you drop them a message if you're in town and you'll catch up.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: you make friend, you make really good friendships and bonds out there. Um, I probably could have taken the camp side of things a little bit more seriously. Like, I could have probably done better lessons with the kids, but like, they enjoyed themselves. But like, yeah, I went for the the experience of meeting new people, enjoying myself, seeing a new seeing a new country and that sort of stuff. I didn't necessarily go out there for the actual campsite thing, but saying that camp was amazing like it's incredible and I would yeah highly recommend it to anyone
0: so you met you've met friends for life um uh, yeah, and I'm, you've met your future wife who you get married I to I did in, what, yeah so 3 months jeez
1: 3 months time yeah it's all coming around very quickly but yeah no we met we met out of camp um Sort of a bit of a funny situation so so
0: she wasn't doing camp america no
1: no no she was so she was okay. doing camp so she was she was the sailing instructor i was a golf instructor got on really well like a house on fire like straight away but like i i had not long split up my ex so i wasn't out in america for like any sort of relationship to happen anything like that yeah um and i as i said i was in a bit of sunny beach mode so like i let's say he was playing the field uh, just worry the fact that she probably will listen to this. She, she, I mean, so she, she <laughs> all, o- like all, 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 all over. I was playing the James Milner role, <laughs> Ut- utility man. But I mean, box so, so she, yeah, exactly. So like, we we were actually with different people whilst we were at a camp. So we never actually hooked up whilst we were at camp. Right. Um. She hooked up with one of my pals. I hooked up with a couple other people like but we were just really close. We got we like really close as mates whilst we were out there. Um got on really well, just yeah, whatever. I then moved home, moved to Barcelona, she came back here. We we made you know, just with certain people you make the effort to stay in touch and meet yeah, up yeah, when yeah, you can, course. certain people you don't. Um I came back, we met up in London, she then came out for New Year's and like, we just stayed in contact, like, we just got really, really close. And then, yeah, it all sort of snowballed from there pretty damn quickly.
0: And now I'm going to have a daughter in law.
1: Now you're going to have a daughter in law. She's going to have to get Byron <laughs> is my dad tattooed on her. I have told
0: By- Byron is my dad in law.
1: By- Byron is my father in law. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, so, yeah, camp, camp, But all in all, an ama- like, amazing experience and well worth doing if you've got sort of a summer where you don't know what you're going to do and you want to do some travelling, it's a good way
0: to travel. Spot on. Five things. We'll wrap it up with five things that you loved about America. Off the top of your head. Quick fire.
1: Five things? Mm-hmm. The weather. Yeah. The people. Yeah. The scenery. Yeah the drinking yep yeah. uh, Trump <laughs> <laughs> the build up to the Conor McGregor fight it was uh, all over the
0: gap was actually was Trump uh, tr- was Trump in charge at the time it wouldn't yeah the, uh, the,
1: the, all the kids and their families were all very much pro-Trump
0: really yeah yeah Right, now we'll go for talking to Trump. Five things you hate about America.
1: Hang on two seconds. I
0: like the dress. Max likes the dress. Um, <laughs> Anybody audio listening. His, uh, I think it was his mother-in-law's just walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His mother in law yeah. just walked in in uh, the dress that she's going to wear to your wedding, right? Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> uh, no, so today, today's a big day, so uh becca's mum and dad are going down to have lunch with my mum and dad without me and becca have they
0: they've met before or
1: yeah, yeah they've met before oh, we yeah. done like we did like christmas together and stuff this year so like we've all met and everything that's like but uh yeah they're going down for lunch without us which me and becca are a little bit wary about being at the weddings in three months lovely I, I assume that that's probably the topic of conversation but yeah five things i didn't like about america um do you know what? Honestly, it was a, such a good experience. I genuinely couldn't tell you five things I didn't like about right? it. Pick five, Maxi boy. I haven't got five. You can the use Trump five... as
0: one if you don't like Donald Trump. It's fine.
1: All oh, right, I don't like Trump. Um, I didn't actually particularly like the kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Why, wow, because they're just stuck up? Rich they kids. Were,
1: yeah, they were really spoiled rich kids. They were just hard work. They And like the kids knew that they paid your wages, basically. Like really? I had I, I
0: told Obviously actually, I didn't even ask you that.
1: I told the kids what to do and they would literally turn around and go, I don't
0: have to do that. My daddy gave me I, my dad bucks. literally paid your
1: wages. Oh, like ew. like yeah, they were they were stuck up, spoiled. Like, some of them were lovely, but most ninety percent of them were stuck up, spoiled just and just spoiled just, little
0: fucks. Yeah.
1: You know like sort of kids they just need a slap.
0: Yeah. But obviously
1: <laughs> you're definitely not allowed to do that. I don't promote hitting children.
0: He's a uh, Camp America Ambassador Max. <laughs>
1: What?
0: <laughs> the Camp America ambassador for the children, Max. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, like most, they were like they had their times so and they were lovely, but they just obviously when you you got parents that are paying fifteen grand a summer
0: and then the for kids their kids, kids to be away up. and
1: like I felt a little bit bad for the kids because a lot of them were like they were they they'd go to boarding school, they'd be away at school, year, and then they'd come back and then their parents send them away for the summer. Yeah, like, they just never see their mum and dad to like.
0: Yeah, but the parents are live in La Vida Loca though.
1: Yeah, of course they they're out, out living life in the Hamptons or whatever. So <laughs> they're all right. But yeah, no, so I, I, I like I liked the kids but they were they were hard work. They were and they just knew they knew what they could get away with, they knew really there wasn't any sort of authority. Um,
0: but yeah, yeah I the,
1: can't,
0: you know, you can't I can't, give, I can't give you I can't give you three
1: more play. mate, honestly it was a really good experience. Really good experience, the country was awesome. Oh, Norwegian Air Norwegian Air everyone dreadful don't fly with them
0: <laughs> who's your favourite American we'll finish on that question your favourite American person of all time you say Tiger f- Woods
1: my favourite American person of all time yeah Barbara Curtis
0: I think mine would be her
1: you don't know who Barbara Curtis is my God, right, it's one of my godparents <laughs> I don't need any celebrities. I've got family. They're my oh, better. You've got family over there? Yeah. I've got two godparents, are there? Aren't
0: we? Oh, lovely. Right, Max. Thank you very much for coming on today. Thanks for everybody who's watched the first episode as well uh, and rated it on, on iTunes. People who've subscribed onto YouTube, thank you very much. Uh, if you like this episode, then do subscribe on YouTube get over to Apple Podcasts, give it a five star and a review if you did like it. And if you want to be a guest or you have any questions, I've set up a separate email. So that's at byronsworld.hotmail.com if you want to send in any questions. But for now, that's bye from me and bye from Max. See you later, people. Thank you very much, Max. We'll be, uh, be hearing for you again in the, uh, in the near future, I'm sure. Perfect. See you later, mate. Take care. Take it easy. Sweet. Spot on.